welcome to the space between us. I'm very excited and I'm a little weird because this is new. <laughs> Everything gets weird when I, when I get involved. Well, that's the other part of this is that I'm sitting here with a dear friend of mine and we basically just cook something up and I'm doing this because I know you and I feel safe with you and I trust you and so we're just going to give this a go. All right. Okay, so I feel like we probably need to introduce ourselves. I'm Crystal Coburn, <laughs> the host of The Space Between Us, and with us this week is... I'm Cindy Snow, and I'm Crystal's weird friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cindy's way more than that. We're going to have to break that down another point in time. <clears throat> so, this segment is going to be called How to Be Brave. Um, and something that Cindy did not disclose to you is that she is one of the people that I talk with about the choices that I'm making in your brave box as I try to find my way through this. It's a lot like walking through the bush with like branches slapping my face. And Cindy is one of the people I can call on that helps to give me clarity and perspective and helps me to not hide myself, which is my tendency. <laughs> so she's actually the first, like, she's like the perfect person to be the first person to have, like, this quick conversation with. So here's how this is going to work. Um, we're going to talk for, like, five to ten minutes um, about something that's really practical around having conversations about race. And we were just chatting before we started recording. And I think our topic for today is going to be how to create belonging in our everyday life. Um, I'm wondering why that connected with you as we were brainstorming ideas. Oh, how to create belonging. I, I think it's because I am very intimate with that pain um, of, of not belonging and feeling that um, through, you know, through my childhood and how I grew up. And, um, and I think because of that, I, I, it pains me greatly when I see around me, um, our ability to, our inability to, um, to include others and, and our natural human tendency to exclude. Um, and I, and I think it all comes from, uh, a need that all of us have um, to want to belong and how that plays out in either extending that to others or, or finding ways to try to fill that up in ourselves that, mm. that are actually hurtful to others. And yeah, so when you kind of brought that up as a topic, it definitely resonated with me. And I think it's something universal yeah. Yeah. and also um, foundational to some of the difficulties that, challenges that we're having um, yeah. right now in our climate. Yeah. I um, I share a lot of that. Um, I share, um, I share a lot of that experience of um, like just navigating the world in a body that feels secondary or forgotten um, and where it's almost like, I feel like, I feel like I'm in a body that's like a check the box body. You know what I mean? It's almost like, we just have to make sure we have one. And um, there's no room for my individuality in that. There's no room for 
my personal experience in that there's no room for my story in that. And so then it creates a context where even when it looks like belonging is being created for me, I still feel excluded, which compounds the pain instead of alleviating it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I share a lot of that and I share that curiosity, like that ongoing curiosity about why we seem to begin the journey of trying to create belonging by excluding. So like we want to belong ourselves and then step one in our mind seems to be, well, who can I exclude? Or who can I think, well, at least I'm not in their situation. It's like we start with comparison and comparison generally doesn't tend to lead down a path of connection and connection and belonging are so heavily intertwined. Yeah. I feel like there are some extremely practical things that I know I do um, in my everyday life in an effort to generate belonging for every human being that I meet. And one of the things that I do that might sound overly simplistic is I admit to myself that I want to belong. Like I have to admit that. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit that I'm actually in a great deal of pain um, because I'm navigating a society that's constantly telling me the ways that I don't belong and I don't fit in. And then I have to make this really practical choice, which is, am I going to inflict the pain that I'm receiving on the people around me? And it's like this sort of silent sequence of decisions that operates in the background. But if I don't make those decisions, and I don't carve out space to process that pain for me, then it's next to impossible when I'm triggered as I navigate the world, which is perpetually, mm-hmm. to not either passive aggressively or directly make decisions that exclude people because I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. So carving out space for me to process in that way is really crucial. The second thing that I do is I ask lots of questions. And this the, a caveat kind of has to be attached to this. So general rule of thumb, if you want to create belonging and you're curious about, you know, racial, you know, ethnic questions, cultural questions, make sure you answer any question you ask. So here's what I mean. If you're going to ask somebody, let's use something innocuous. What do you like to do for fun? Make sure you answer that question as well. Because if you're not answering the questions you're asking, it's like you're asking that person to justify their existence. Like you're trying to make them become an explainer. Like you have to tell me who you are and why you are the way you are. And that's the exact opposite of belonging. So if we're going to ask questions, they need to be questions that are asked in a context of shared humanity and mutual discovery. Ask them from a lens of connection, not like an inquisition. Um, So are you right now kind of thinking of a situation where um, more from the perspective of, um, you know, someone who's trying to include someone else? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Like you're going through your everyday life and like you met somebody, like you're at work and you just got introduced to someone new and you really want to create an environment where everyone on the team belongs. Often we just sort of zone in on that one person and we're like drilling them with questions. Mm -hmm. It's like we're collecting data. 
Um, and we do the same thing in social settings, you know, like we go out to dinner with somebody um, or we go to like, this is the season, right? Like we're going to dinner parties and events and we meet each other and we have like 50 questions, you know, what do you do? Where are you from? Do you have kids? Are you like, we just start going down the list mm. and there's very little room for actual connection in that. Um, it sort of becomes a situation where one person is volunteering information and maybe the other person is taking it in, mm-hmm. but there isn't a sense of mutual discovery there. Mm-hmm. And mutual discovery is, in my view, actually a really core component of creating environments that generate belonging. Mm-hmm. Because without the mutuality, somebody inevitably is being treated like they're ranked above someone else. And in contexts where there's belonging, we're moving through together. So even the exchanges of information that we participate in need to be exchanges that we're moving through together. Does that make sense? Yes. So I guess I'm trying to picture, you know, kind of specific situations that this might, um, that you might be addressing kind of, um, you know, if you're, if if you're specifically in a in a group, say at a playground, a school mm-hmm. playground or a school mm-hmm. function, and you mm-hmm. see somebody walk in who's, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe someone who doesn't know others mm-hmm. and doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be connected mm-hmm. to others, mm-hmm. and you know, possibly mm-hmm. of a different race mm-hmm. or a different background, mm-hmm. and you you're trying to reach out and make that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of cross yeah. that divide? Yeah. The space between us. Yeah. Yeah. So to create belonging, it's really helpful to invite connection. Mm-hmm. Right. So like there's a huge difference between sort of, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to use my racial identity so that, you know, you know, we're good. So, oh my gosh, I see Crystal over there. She's black. I wonder if she feels like she fits in. I'm going to go talk to her. (laughs) And we're immediately going to talk about politics. And we're going to talk about, like, the achievement gap. And we got to talk about, no. Okay. (laughs) And even if it's coming from a well-intentioned place, right? Because what that does is it makes my um, racial or ethnic identity a divider. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it immediately makes it something that separates our humanity. And that's a really good way to put it. And we have shared humanity. Yes. You know, like we, we have that no matter what body we're in, we have that. That's a good way to put it, that it, it brings it, it creates it, it creates a divide mm-hmm. by, um, by leading with, with that, especially when you don't have that relationship mm-hmm. already. Exactly. Um, I can definitely relate to that <laughs> as, a, as an Asian American, <laughs> um, where, you know, definitely mm-hmm. well-intentioned yeah. questions or somebody I just meet mm-hmm. and immediately it's, you know, where are you from? Or, you know, with not where Atlanta is not the correct answer. You know, where are you really from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, have mercy, my head. <laughs> or, um, what was I going to say? Um, where are your parents from? Where are your parents from? Or, you know, what languages, mm-hmm. what languages you speak or mm-hmm. that kind of thing, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, it happens less and less often now, yeah, I think. I think so. But um, we, 
it does, it's still, I, I feel like a kid again. Yeah. Um, just that feeling of, um, of not, not belonging or yeah. not being accepted, even when that's not the intention at all. Yeah. Um, my favorite is when they say, oh, you don't speak Chinese. You really should. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, have mercy. <laughs> hmm Yeah. I have much to say on that. <laughs> yeah. Don't let Let's your heritage. Do don't let your heritage slip away. Oh my you learn your native gosh. <laughs> right. So now we're having a conversation that is directly demonstrating how stories how invisible stories can be perpetuated in our culture without us even realizing it. And the stories that we either don't listen to or don't make sure we create spaces so that we can share them freely become the stories that we ignore and the falsehoods that we accidentally perpetuate. So a big piece of carving out space for belonging is creating environments where everyone's story has a spot everyone's story gets to be present. Everyone's story is valued. If we create environments where we're demanding people give explanation for who they are because of the assumptions that we have, because of the stories that we've heard, not the stories we've connected with, then we accidentally or intentionally create exclusion and division. So when we see a human, it's really important that we remember that every single human being has a story and that we can't know that human story unless we make room to connect with that human and listen to their story. And when it comes to the tender and intimate things in our life, especially things like race, we don't get to go in with a meat cleaver and ask people to just demand, like like demand of people to tell us why they exist. We, we don't get to do that. That does not generate belonging. It just perpetuates pre-existing pain, both from the people who are navigating the reality of being in bodies of color and people who aren't and who are desiring to know more and can't figure out, well, where do we begin? So make room for dealing with whatever pain you're processing in your life Do your best to see human beings, not your assumptions or your stories, and listen. Those are really practical, everyday things that we can do, whether we're at the coffee shop, in our office, in our house, at a place of worship, at the grocery store, wherever we are, going through the drive-thru. Wherever we are, we have the power to choose to do those three things. I feel like we need to do this again. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Thank you.